welcome to part two of this three-part episode. In this episode, we're going to be covering our favourite picks from everyone's rookie drafts. With me are still Ollie, Cheddars and Gibbo. Let's take it away. Hello again. So that was us, a brief summary of the first round. Of the Riveting. Riveting. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah. It was good. It went really well. So now we're going to discuss... We're going to go through each person's... Well, we're not going to go through each person's draft, but we've all personally gone through each person's draft, and we're going to pick our favourite pick from each person's draft hall. We're going to start at the start of the draft with James's team. Cheddars, do you want to start us off? Pick your, what was your favourite player? favourite James pick was Noah Fant. Noah Fant. Who else picked Noah Fant as their favourite James pick? Me. Me. Noah Fant was... Ollie, did, did, you, did you pick him? I did not. Okay, well, we'll oh, discuss okay. that. Why did you pick Noah Fan as your favourite pick from James' team? Well, for because of the value. Because he got him at the 301, and Fan could have easily gone second round, maybe even the end of the first yep. round. So it was great value for James. He needed a tight end quite badly. Delaney Walker is really old. He got the second one off the board. Yeah, at much better value than Stu got. First yeah. one, yeah. I think as well for me personally, I had Fant above TJ Hopkins. You did, so getting him in the third round was great. I but mean, before your trade with Stu, I was yeah exactly. You were going to take trade, him. I was going to take him at the one ten. So yeah. getting a jump on Noah Fant in the the beginning of the third when he should have gone. Yeah, I don't. But two rounds earlier, in my opinion, is I incredible. Can't, I can't believe he dropped that far. Like it's crazy. I remember. I remember you and I. You were saying, oh, your player could drop here, yeah. and I was thinking one other player, and you were thinking Noah Fant, and then and then Noah Fant jumped into my head again yeah. as soon as James picked, and I was like, you bastard, James. Yeah, should be noted that it was a great pick because of Gibbo's trades. He didn't have any picks until three o three. Yeah, that's why anyone who listened to the first round, I'll talk about the first round, should know that I was very impartial and uh, yeah, it was probably the best opinion well, to have equal there. best with me because I didn't have yeah, any yeah but I also didn't yeah but it or, also wasn't Ollie also didn't have any first round however however you trust is Steve however you both had one in the second so your vision slightly clouded oh, by the fact that go. you could also some of those players in the first round that dropped to the second you were able to get whereas I Yes, didn't. You are the best. <laughs> so Thank Ollie, you, Ollie. Are you, you're not you're not down on this pick, or like you, you just no, no, no. I think like... this is this was great. I, the only thing is, I think it almost like fell into his lap. Yeah, fair play. Yeah. He, but that's he, what he made the, the right very pick. best picks often are. Aren't yeah, they? and like it was definitely the pick to make uh, for James with that pick, no matter what the team. I think by that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there was just one later on which I liked uh, as like a. I thought he'd done some. Research and done and a good who's job. Who's that? Uh, Jamison Crowder. Brown Jamison nine. Crowder, yes. That is a good pick as well. There's a lot of stuff coming out about uh, what he can do. And we've had a few years of like the same sort of reports. And then injuries, bad quarterback play. He's moved to a new team. He's going to get those sort of underneath slot route receptions. Mm-hmm. If he stays healthy, he's one of those players who's just probably slipped off the radar because of hype for the last two years and now he might just be the person who is like he's picked there and he scores more than any of the wide receivers that were picked above him 
next season at least. Yeah. But yeah. with with the ninth, you know, ninth round pick, I thought that was that was great. No, I agree. I, I did like that pick as well. From there as well, it's like you say, I mean, especially when you look who went next, it's a lot better. Reggie White Jr. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, uh, Gibbo, you might as well tell us who you have as Tony's best pick. Your favourite pick from Tony's draft. My favourite pick from Tony's draft yes. would have to be Justice Hill. Justice at Hill. At 302. I also have Justice Hill as my favourite pick. I also have Justice Hill. Oh, oh, I do not have Justice oh, Hill. Yeah. Oh, that's, thank, I'm that's sensing a, a trend. Thank God, thank God Ollie's here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Did know, you guys pick like, all these before I got here? Like, <laughs> no, no, yes. no, no, no. We've had conversations about this in the past. Yeah, well, the, the, these two picks were the two most, like, Nailed Fant and on. Hill being full into the start of round three. Perfect picks for both what they both needed as well. Perfect yeah, exactly. I mean, Tony absolutely needed running backs. He should have got one sooner. He yeah. shouldn't have got Justice Hill one before me. <laughs> you dick. Yeah. Uh, but saying that... Justice Hill, I was thinking about taking him at the beginning. If I still had all my picks in my positions that I had before trading with Stewie, I would have picked him at the 203 if he was there. Yeah. I would have picked him ahead of... Basically, he was my number four running back after the top three. So him falling with three other running backs before him going, I just thought it was incredible. I see him as a mini Kamara right now with oh. Ingram in there. That's what I could see as a ceiling. He's, they're building like a bloody fast team and he's one he was like the fastest yeah. recorded right like yeah he's he's brilliant and I am gutted I didn't get him <laughs> so to me he's also Tony's worst pick because he shouldn't have done it but no great talent is what I'd say yeah yeah, yeah. it's like he's looked really good in pre-season as well he's been like absolutely killing it Baltimore might break records this year for rushing more than any other team in this year NFL so to have a guy who and Ingram's good but Ingram's not it's not like Le'Veon Bell going yeah. to the Jets is it like there's always a chance that he could yeah. surpass Ingram there's room for another, at least room for another running back exactly like we saw with the Saints with Kamara mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. So, and yeah and I mean immediately Jackson will also kind of almost go as a running back at times where he plays true but yeah but he was also in doing so open up lanes for the other guys because defense yeah. will have to account for is he well. good out of the does he pass pass catcher? I don't really know enough about Justice Hill. Uh, from what I can tell, yeah, he's caught a few passes in preseason. He looks good. I don't know if that was his specialty coming no. into the. He's he's pretty pretty good. He was one of the best like all round yeah backs mm. I think and yeah I I like it and I think there's the the good part is that they're gonna they're gonna run the ball a lot. The bad part is how much is Justice Hill gonna get for now. Yeah, Bec- and normally, yeah, you're right. Dynasty, like, keep him. It's fine, but I think Tony is in desperate need of running backs. He should have probably taken one in the first round. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. He got the best one probably that was left. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was my fourth running back on my list after I get, the big. I, I think the only thing, Tony, and this is still, I still think it's his his best pick is that he has Mark Ingram. So they could... I know they're going to run a lot from all reports. He could cannibalise a little bit with Mark Ingram there. Yeah, so but someone, has, lower Mark someone has to have Ingram. I mean, that doesn't... He, no, he's, for sure. he's not going to play both of them. But that, if, that's what I mean, though. Like, he's picked up down, someone who isn't going to be... 
He's not going to replace Ingram with Justice yeah, Hill yeah, yeah. unless be Ingram's for Justice Hill to just replace Ingram. No. There. But he's like, it's like like a handcuffed plus or something, isn't it? It's like yeah, similar to Daryl Henderson. He's like he's better and than he's got Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, so he's is. all in on the Ravens. I look forward to a bye week where Tony has to play all three of them and see what happens. And yeah, it better yeah. not be against me. And they all oh, score twenty five yeah. points. <laughs> They've all could be amazing. So, three, so, so, so who do you think Ollie is? Yeah, he's um, your pick. Yeah. I, favorite pick. Now, so this is a bit of a cheat because obviously we're doing this later yeah, than the I draft know, and we I, can see what's happening. He's the guy, the other guy. I've put a star next to this guy's name. Yeah. You're about so to you've got it. Tony Pollard down. Tony right? Pollard's yeah. someone else I know down. Yeah. So I still think that Zeke is going to come back yeah. at least for the second week if he holds out of the first like game, but no later than that. But this has caused a massive chasm and it was already happening yeah, yeah. and I think we all kind of just ignored it and like all the reports were it's all going to be fine it's all going to be fine it's been getting worse and worse and worse and Tony Pollard has played well in the preseason. he had a lot of good reports before we did our draft and now he's suddenly looking like he may even start for the team and if they're actually upset with um, Zeke's behaviour I mean it's not as if he's been like pain free in his career in Dallas for as good as he's been on the field mm. Tony might have just like yeah he might have stolen something here in yeah. the draft he might like the, the best case James scenario Connor. yeah this year James Conner's the best case scenario um, I, one qualifier against Tony Pollard is that I think for Dynasty he doesn't really have any value like I think he's a this season guy if Zeke doesn't if Zeke leaves the Cowboys aren't they'll probably go get someone else in next year's incredible draft of and course unless he I, is James Conner even then you know what they're like the Cowboys they like mm-hmm. their stud superstar running back Pollard's a smaller back isn't he yeah he's not I think Pollard's the kind of player that if I was Tony I'd be looking to trade to someone that's a contender if it mm-hmm. becomes obvious during the season unless Tony does become a contender himself but he I mean he traded away Julio Jones before the the draft that's not the move of a guy who thinks he's going to win it this year so, thanks Tony yeah, yeah. so maybe yeah. Pollard might uh, might be a you know better value for someone who's definitely contending because I don't think past or... this year I don't think he'll be but yeah I think it's a great pick considering it's round six and he's got a potential starting running the guy might start running back for the best O-line in the league I, having looked at this I almost want to change my mind because uh, Larry Fitzgerald bought me the next pick and... yeah but again if you're yeah. yeah, Tony's not building a great pick. Whoever that was, team. that was good. By come yeah. to that one in a second, maybe. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I'd, uh, the other the only other qualifier is and it is uh, Tony. I'll give him a bit of bit of a stick here, but I mean he's, he's, he's he loves to be a little bit smug as old Tone, and he was very happy when like Pollard started to. And he's always been very down on Zeke. To be fair to him, like he says he didn't draft Zeke in the startup draft because he just doesn't think the guy's head screwed on properly. You know. He's, and that's fair enough. He took Julio, which was a far safer player to take. But warning, just to like Tony, I I just sometimes I wonder if he thinks that he's Tony Pollard will step in and just become Zeke, like he's going to get seventeen hundred rushing yards and twelve touchdowns. It's like if Tony Pollard becomes the starting running back, he'll be far more mixed in with like Alfred Morris and whoever else they've got there. So it's, he could be the number one guy, and he could easily go for a thousand yards if he's the Cowboys' number one guy. But he probably won't be a high like an RB one if he's. That. I'd be surprised. No. Yeah. But a plug in and play option in the sixth round of a yeah, rookie yeah. draft, basically, I I think that was good. And again, yeah, really it was a, good pick. I'm kind of looking at this as like 
I'm really impressed when people have done like a bit of research yeah, and yeah, they've yeah, done yeah. this. We all know who should maybe have gone in the first few rounds. Yep. Like, but after that, I think it becomes really interesting, and I really like where a few people went with those later picks. I think praiseworthy thing is if Tony Pollard had gone in round three or four, you wouldn't be like, what? Like that would be fine as well. So to get in round yeah. six is great. Cool. Move on nice. to Gibbo. Nice. Uh, Ollie, you can tell us your guy this time first. Oh, let's see. Um, there's so many to choose from, guys. It's oh, I understand. Boy. I had a great draft. So. I've gone for Mark Andrews, his first pick, partly because Mark Andrews was my pick at 305. Yeah. <laughs> and I was. Oh, I'm glad to hear that, actually. I was really, really happy with how everything had gone up until Noah Fant being taken because I was like, if Noah Fant is still there, maybe for one more pick, I'm going to get at least one of the two. Yeah. And this yeah. has worked out very well. And then. James took Noah Fant. I was like, this might still be okay. Yeah. Gibbo is surely not going to take a tight end with his first pick yeah. of the whole draft. And he fucking did. He sure did. He took my player. And now I've ended my up player. with... I took my player. Who did I get? Josh Oliver. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited about him. Oh, yeah. He's Down injured. To add to my... He's injured, yeah. He's... I can add him to my tight end injury list. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Um, so, yeah. But I thought that was a good pick. Everything looks good. He looked good last season. Chemistry of Lamar Jackson, second year player, probably gonna hit the ground running this year yeah, quicker than the other two. That he's, yeah. he a, he's showing that same rapport he had yeah. with Jackson. And you think if Jackson's gonna throw it, because he's not accurate, Jackson. No. This is the problem with Jackson, but if he's gonna throw it accurately yeah. to anyone, it's gonna be the giant tight end that's eight yards away from him. All the yeah, time. you're always gonna root for players in the NFL that have. A condition such as diabetes and playing and just performing diabetes. super well. I mean, Pat P, you root for him outside of the PEDs. Do you root for Pat and then, uh, <laughs> and then Mark Andrews because he's also got diabetes. What he's going to be great. I, what I, do you had, think? I had Mark Andrews written down, but I actually changed my mind. I agree. I, I really like that as a pick. I think that's great value. I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about Mark Andrews. I feel like, because I went into the draft with four tight ends... I didn't do any time research outside of the main players. And so when you picked him, I I didn't know whether... Because I think... So for me, Ollie kind of changes... Ollie's thing changes my opinion of it slightly. Because I I, I felt like you could maybe got him later, but then if Ollie would have taken him there, then no, you wouldn't have been able to. But still, yeah. Mark Andrews could be really good. He's 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 only in his second year and he's really young, so... I, I guess Hayden Hurst is the only concern because they yeah. spent a high pick on him as well, didn't they? They, they, they yeah. spent a first round pick on him, but yeah. but Andrews has only showed more as a pass catcher yes. last year. Yeah. I'm just I, there is a hope for me. He has a mini. I don't think it's going to happen like to the same degree, but there's a mini Kittle like <laughs> boom. Yeah, he's not that good. We'll see. We <laughs> will see. Went in round five, didn't he? In the in the real exactly. Oh, it's crazy. Anyway, Chedis, who have you got as your favourite pick for Gibbo? For my favourite pick for Gibber, I picked Darwin yeah. Thompson. Before you might do. That's oh, who I picked as well. This is a little bit Tony Pollard-esque. Yes. Retroactively, it's looking, yes. it's looking better and better. But also, it's still, even at the time, even at the time, it's still um, still a good pick, round five. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd have taken him as early as round three if I was after yeah. running backs, but I wasn't, so I didn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, especially with the situation with the running backs now at the... Uh, at the Chiefs, it's looking like better and better each day. Yeah, he's killed my 
Carlos Hyde shares dead. <laughs> I mean, Hyde's been... He's not been barely had a pulse for about three years but yeah this, this hide is, to the Texans hide to the towel I mean then he'll just get beaten up by someone else <laughs> the Duke it gets too much with Carlos Hyde uh, yeah I, I, I mean Darwin Thompson could easily be the num- like the Chiefs number one quarter running back by week five and then he'll be yeah. like a top five running back in the league and it yeah. could be ridiculous that's certainly why hope, guys, and you guys talking about it is yeah. it's high praise. I see, I see he's got the upside. That is which... why he is not my favourite pick of yours. <laughs> he's got the upside I don't think Pollard's got. I think he could actually become right, yeah. incredibly yeah. good in that offence, whereas yeah. I think Pollard will just be a stopgap. And that's why I would have taken Darwin Thompson instead of Terry Godwin. Let's not be jumping any guns. <laughs> cool. Well, why are you here going <laughs> So... On to, we haven't had the different. We've had only two per team so far. Oh yeah, so. I, I was surprised. I thought maybe because his name was brought up earlier that Larry Fitz might have, Larry Legend might have been one of someone. So the thing about Larry is, is, it's a great pick, and I love Larry Fitzgerald. But I mean, I was Obviously, even, I was even contemplating wise. him for your worst pick. So I mean, it's not. Oh okay. I was yeah. most certainly not because I think that he could be the most valuable player like anything I feel like after round five what do you mean by valuable he's, he's got for, for like one year he's maybe, got but zero from, value but from round from round what five but there's no upside yeah it's like you're like WR1 and 2 but then I like, it's, so it's a lot of people that could feel WR3 to your starting he's another he, player though that, yeah. so there is Gibbo a contender that's the question that it comes down to for me. With, that's what oh, it comes down to if, Fitz is, is if a this is a good pick or not with Fitz. If Gibbo is a contender, then it's a good pick. If he's not a contender, then it's just a pick. that. But if he's not a contender and he can ship him in a trade later in the year to a contender, then it might end up being more valuable than, what's that, a sixth, what would you, sixth round pick. If you're contending, you need, what would you pay for Fitz? Like, I, I wouldn't. Go higher than fourth round. Even that wouldn't. He's probably still. Be. He's still up. To I'd probably do. I probably wouldn't be interested in. He's too old, and it's the end's so in sight that. And we are assuming that he's just like hasn't. Yeah. Hasn't dipped at all. Because he was really years. bad last year. I know they were bad in general, but how much was that because they didn't have their safety blanket anymore? Larry Fitzgerald being really good anymore. No, I thought he looked pretty good. He was still open. He was still open, like all of the like uh, reception, perception stuff. He was still open, yeah. like he's, like he's an amazing. Old man, he's still open. He's he's incredible, and he's catching contested catches, which like I wouldn't even necessarily say that is his strength, mm. but he's catching balls that were poorly thrown, where he was completely open. That he's having to go back and grab. Now, I think he'll still be doing that this year. I think, um, and if Tyler Murray's going to the one hundred and two, then like someone has to assume that like. He has enough about him and he's the starting quarterback this year. Yeah, he might throw a shitload of interceptions and everything this year and be great in two seasons time. But then he's still going to throw like touchdowns and get a load of yards. Yeah. So it's going to have to Maybe. go to somebody. I just think if, if, if Gibbo's looking to trade him to a contender, you, you're looking for more than what... Like Fitz isn't going to be a WR1 this year or even a WR... He might have low in WR2 at best. Steve, Steve, I'm pretty certain that Gibbo thinks he's going to win. I'm sure he does. So we should maybe stop talking about that. Oh, that's, that's what it comes to. That's we why, all agree that Larry Fitzgerald will lead me to the ship. That's I my con- That's why I like <laughs> Fitz is difficult for me to rank because it's either a great pick if Gibbo is a contender mm-hmm. and he needs a, w- a good solid depth WR. But if he's not a contender, 
then it's it's a bit of a waste of a pick. Fair enough. But anyway, let's uh, move on. That's enough talk about my yeah, team. Yeah. Thanks, so guys. Stu, <laughs> I appreciate it. I'll start. Yes. Okay. So my favourite pick of Stu's is JJ Arcega Whiteside at the two oh three. Also, my favorite pick. Yeah. Oh, and that is also my favorite pick. <laughs> and I also have Jay Jaws as my favorite pick. There you go. Well, I. Should we just move on? No. We've got to talk about how great Arcega Whiteside could be. Well, I, I, his last. I game. wanted him. Like he was like. I think he was my number four receiver. And there's almost a part of me that wonders if I should not have done the AJ Brown trade and see what would have happened. But yeah, like I would have. I was almost going to play, and if AJ Brown had gone earlier than he went, I was still tempted to do the trade with you, Cheddars, to get the 109 and just take Arcega Whiteside instead. Because mm. I think he's going to be great. He's like freak athlete at like red zone touchdowns, and he quite quick. Yeah, I think he's going to be really good. I, think I mean, he's is... gone to the perfect team in Stews in the sense that <laughs> he's, he's literally got Alshon Jeffrey, who is basically the archetype of yeah. JJ Arcega Whiteside. So when they ship Wentz off as well, yeah, when they ship yeah. off. Thingy, he, he Sega Whiteside has the upside of probably becoming the WR one for Philadelphia Eagles, and yeah. or if they keep them both, and they line them up on either side, and Wentz just for years to come is throwing the ball to one or the other, and they yeah. both end up with like seven touchdowns. I mean, I don't know, eight hundred yards. I, I mean, I don't know how much they're going to get. Dream. Right? I don't know how much. I don't know how much. Dream Sega, for the Eagles, it'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how much Sega Whiteside is going to get when Dallas Goddard's going to be eating up all those yeah. Ertz targets yeah. once Ertz goes down. I would yeah, just yeah. I, I think like Sorry this is about JJ Arcega Whiteside Not Goddard It's a, a great player to get it, It's, it's two yeah, it's three. really good He could have yeah. easily Gone in round one Yeah And I reckon He's like a definite candidate That like In a year's time Would be like oh, Shouldn't have probably Passed on him <laughs> with, the, with the 102 101 or whatever Yeah like yeah. He could easily Just become incredible Anyone else Want to add to the, the Arcega Whiteside Love him No there's nothing else no, To say yeah, I mean, yeah. that last preseason game, week three, he was incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, he, was, he, was he wasn't with, with, the was ones. He with the ones. No, so, yeah. I don't think yeah. he was with the ones, but he played a lot of that game and had like eight catches on nine targets, yeah. a touchdown, and the touchdown pass is great. He's running a little post route and catches yeah. right in the corner. It's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's, there's a lot to be encouraged about with him, isn't there? So this is actually worked out all right because obviously we've only got one player to talk about you, but we talked about three of his players pretty much in the going through the first round yeah. so on to Ollie Cheddars what's your favourite Ollie favorite pick favourite Ollie pick was you can name the player Jonathan I've got Jonathan Abram Jonathan Abram the 3-5 because I was eyeing him up <laughs> for the 3-0-9 see I, I liked him until I started watching Hard Knocks and now I despise him because he's an <laughs> arsehole an arrogant he is, arsehole but he, he always seems to show up on yeah. On that show and in the preseason games they played, I wish him nothing but terrible luck for his cards. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow! I mean, yeah. I've already lost Derwin James. Let's not be. Oh, that's going. I love Derwin James. Yeah, yeah exactly. Let's not be like uh, mm. casting. Yeah. Also, Derwin James, who's not going on the IR until the first week uh, of the season starts, so I can't even pick up anyone to replace him for the moment. That's, that's all right. Don't worry about it. It's okay. You can always drop another player. You should probably drop one of your best players. Over. What do you think about Jonathan Abram? Jonathan Abram, he looks like he's like a strong, a strong safety type, and that's what, to me, you want in fantasy is a strong safety, right? Of all the DBs. Yeah. Although, there are guys, free safeties have been coming 
yeah. valuable yeah, in true, the fantasy. True, but I mean, if you're looking for the, the archetype of like a safety that you want for fantasy, it's the Derwin James, sorry to rub that in, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the uh, Jamal Adams, Jamal Adams yeah. type players. Yeah. It's the do-it-all strong safeties. Exactly, the ones that Weird can play in the box, the ones that can play out of the box. Yeah, yeah. And but he looks from from you know from what the early preseason stuff we've seen, yeah, he looks yeah, like yeah. that. I agree with Steve. <laughs> he has to grow up a bit. He's got I think. awful attitudes. Like but hard knocks. But He's hard work. Maybe that's him. what helps him though. I think. I think so. I don't get the idea that. Um, that attitude actually hinders him. No, no, I agree, but it makes me glad I didn't draft him. It's annoying in a way that's probably helpful for an NFL player. (laughs) Because he was my number two DB. It was pretty much one joint, one A and one B with Kevin Bayard. Yeah. And I... I mean, hindsight, glad I didn't get him just because I find him hard to like and root for, but he's obviously going to be really good. It's all right. I'm going to wait for him to get some kind of like police trouble yeah. and then trade him, him, trade him to uh, nice. the Ming garbage bag <laughs> so <laughs> who have you got as your favourite pick my favourite pick so I literally just scribbled it out maybe a few minutes ago Okay. what, what was my favourite pick and I've changed my mind mm-hmm. and I've gone with Alexander Matteson oh, in the uh, in the fourth mm-hmm. round I you know I remember at the time there were some uh, Murmuring from our. It was more just because they went in a row, right? Like I've so yes, I've, yes, I've yes. got Fournette and Cook, and their yeah, two no. handcuffs went two picks in a row. Mm. But the reason why I think I've why I changed my mind too, Alexander Masson, is I do think he's going to have more of a role than just the handcuff to Cook. Mm. I think Cook, no doubt, is the is the guy, but I do think they're going to spell in Madison quite a bit into their drives. So I think he holds more value than just a yeah. a handcuff. And getting yeah. him there, I would have taken Madison ahead of Armstead, who's the other yeah. type of Me running too, back. Yeah. Definitely. Um, going but, at the same in the same like same I mean, round. if Dalvin Cook's going to yeah. average forty-four yards a carry this year, then he doesn't need to do a lot. Yeah, he does four carries a game, but, but so. he probably isn't going to do that because I don't right. think his, anyone's ever his done that. first preseason game. He averaged eighty. He got eighty-eight yards on two touchdowns. But Madison has looked good in the preseason. He as has well, looked good. So yeah. I think he's shown that he can be reliable and spelled in when needed. Yeah. for sure. After Cook runs that forty-four yard <laughs> average, exactly. and then um, Madison can come in and get that touchdown. I mean, we all know that Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette are going down in like the first two or three weeks of the season. It could possibly. Steve, it could possibly. And Steve is going to be left looking at his... Oh, he's going to be I mean, stuck that's, with Josh that, Jacobs that is and That is a reason for why Madison factors into my favourite pick as well. is Because he's backing up a very talented, but a back who has been injured in the past. Mm. So. Yeah. yeah he, I, I think it's a good value there. Like, I, I don't yeah. like handcuffs that much because you're always rooting for someone to go mm-hmm. down and that's mm-hmm. always a bit of a shit no, thing to do but yeah of the two I mean we'll get to Rickon Armstead in the next section and what about you because he's my yeah. uh, my favourite pick from Ollie is unsurprisingly Gary Jennings oh well, why is seventh that? round pick uh, so I think there's it's an interesting situation Seahawks so last year they ran so much and didn't pass that much there's an assumption that's just going to be the norm but it changes. It's an organic thing, NFL offences. Like, if game flow changes, teams figure out how to stop the run a bit. Because we don't have the best offensive line. So we can't just run on everyone like the Cowboys do. So I think there will be more passes for Russell this year. And we've lost 
our number one receiver in Doug Baldwin. He's retired. DK Metcalf, I think, I'm excited about him, but I think he's got loads to go to. I mean, like, we've all seen the videos of him running routes in, like, training, and it looks like he's running through syrup. It's hideous to watch at times. And Tyler Lockett's amazing, but they're, like, going to move Tyler Lockett into the slot probably this year. I think Jennings is, like, an outside chance to be, like, a really good player this season. And he's young, and he's a seal, so I love him. So yeah, I, I really like that pick. I was like, so you often you're kind of swayed a little bit by like tempt when you might have got them yourself. Yeah. And like literally, I was one pick after Ollie, and I was deliberating between Jennings and the guy I picked. And in a weird way, I was actually glad when Ollie took him because it chose my player for me. But I was really deliberating between the two because I really wanted Jennings, and the fact he fell all the way to round seven, it's really good value. So I'm a fan of him. So yeah, happy with that one. Yeah, different praise for all your players. Yeah, all round. Whether that's a positive or negative, I don't know. It means you haven't got any unanimous pick we all love, or so many good picks that we have to do. We'll see if you all hate a separate one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, Steve's draft. Chedder's going to start us off. His favorite. I think I know who Chedder's going to pick. Oh, dear. My pick for you, Steve, is Miles Jack. Oh, not who I thought you'd pick. Who do you think I was going to pick? Oh, we'll get there. Maybe we'll come up, yeah. Um, I think that's great value for. Um, Maybe one of the best linebackers available. Maybe the best linebacker available. Mm. Someone who's already shown he can produce in the NFL. And with Telvin Smith going down for the year, he's got the opportunity to play a middle linebacker for yeah. what's maybe the best front seven in in football. So <laughs> uh, I think Cal Hurd might say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Obsessed with the Panthers. So Tony didn't realise... Well, like, I told him ages ago that Telvin Smith wasn't playing this year and he obviously forgot because he, throughout the draft he kept on saying to me it's great not having to draft IDPs it's great you can just pick <laughs> offensive players all the way it's great and then we had little breaks in, in, during the draft and we had a break before the last three rounds or last two rounds I think and I said to Tony do you remember Telvin Smith's and then he picked a linebacker that round so I, and I think Tony would probably in hindsight I think would have been nice to have got Miles Jack at some point because that's just Telvin Smith's replacement yeah but yeah, yeah, I was really happy to get him. Very happy. Didn't, didn't tell Tony until after you drafted him. What's that? No, no, I told Tony weeks or months ago. And it was only when at the break he said to me, oh, it's great now to drive ID, draft any IDPs. And I, was, I reminded him at that time that Tony Smith is out for the season. And then he sort of didn't say anything, but the next round he picked a linebacker. Mm. It was very funny. Anyway, well, who's your favourite pick from my team? I had two... But typical, yeah, because Sam Darnold was, I think, great value in that eighth round. But I'm just gonna go with the original one, which was Josh Jacobs, because I just don't think that you should have been able to get him with the uh, third yeah. pick of the draft. Same I here. feel he should have gone first, like in, in all circumstances. I think he's gonna have more value long term. I think he's got more immediate value this year. I think if you'd picked him, you probably would have got a decent amount of value even if you'd wanted to trade him halfway through the season for yeah. a wide receiver so you might have even been able to ship him for like a decent young wide receiver before the season even started yeah, yeah. so yeah I think I think it was crazy that you got in there without sounding too arrogant about my team realistically I'm not looking at the next three or two or three years many opportunities at the 101 pick so to get the guy's basically the one I won this year it was pretty nice because I was the 106 and I trade up to 103 with Gibbo and then the 101 dropped to the 103 so pretty chuffed to get him 
Kibba, you, you agree with Josh Jacobs, do you? Yeah, I agree with Josh Jacobs being the favourite pick for uh, for Steve. I don't think he should have dropped to you. If if there was anything, I would say the regret for the person ahead of you most likely would should have been Tony. I think Tony. Oh, I think we mentioned this earlier that Tony could have got Josh Jacobs and then double back to get Murray if you really wanted Murray in the first round at the pick five. Josh Jacobs, he's the workhorse of the Raiders. Yeah. Even if they suck, he's still going to at least put up RB2 numbers. Yeah. It's a great pick. Yeah, I was pretty happy. Yeah. The reason I didn't pick him was because, again, as Ollie mentioned before, with someone else's pick, he kind of fell into your lap a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, it's like the third pick of the first round. It's still quite a high pick, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, cool. So, moving on to Jason. Gibbo, do you want to say who your favourite pick Mark Sanders shouldn't have been there. We can probably move past this one quick because I picked Mark Sanders as well. Cheddars? I'm going with Preston Williams. Interesting. 9-7 he went. 9-7. It's turning a lot of heads in Miami at the moment. Mm-hmm. Had a rubbish last pre-season game, but yeah, go on. Pre-season, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good pick. He had like a huge, was didn't he have a on huge one, though? He had three catches for 94 yards in the first pre-season yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, it's a ninth-round pick. Brandy Moss. Anything could happen. My favourite pick of Jason's was in round six, Devontae Parker. Oh, oh my god. That's my. Well, yeah. You always buy the hype. Spoiler alert, yeah. Come up again later. Why did you like that <laughs> he one? He might come up again in my list as well. <laughs> so he wasn't really your favourite pick? No, no, he was my favourite pick for two reasons. One, I love, I love that Jason picked him and stopped me from picking him the next round. Yeah. Because <laughs> I felt like. I almost owed it to myself and to Devonte to have another. Have I forget another go you, our you have a strong friendship we, with yeah, Parker. We, I love, I love, I love him. How can anyone? We had, we had how a close. Can anyone love Devonte Parker? I, I just feel like maybe, maybe this is the year, and I, I love that Jason bought into that hype and he, he took a plunge. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone should have to yeah. take a plunge at some point in their he fantasy did. football career. I have and picked, he's done I did, it. I did pick him up he's at one point. It. I'm pretty sure, and then dropped him swiftly. And that's what happens. That's what happens yeah. with Devonte, but I I love again this year. I love that I love that he went for it. He saved me from doing it. That's great. And uh, I maybe just maybe this is the year. No way. I wish you well, Jason. <laughs> I wish Josh you well. Rose, I mean, maybe Fitz will throw up to him a few times. Uh, so Steve, who you got? Yeah, I had Mark Sanders like you, and we yeah. discussed him quite a bit in the start. So yeah. we know why. Like and we've he should he should have been gone, talking for ages. He should have gone one hundred three or one hundred four. Yeah. Oh yeah, one seven. Uh, so Max. Holly, who have you got as Max's best pick? Um, I have, for Max, Devin Bush. <laughs> so the one. Bush, 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 Bush. Why have you got Devin Bush, guys? He was a dec- He was the best sort of player available in his position, I think, at this point in terms of like rookie talent. Uh, maybe not in terms of like overall players who may have been like sitting there, but. I think it's fair enough. Take the exciting young player, yeah. and yeah. watching him in the preseason, some of the tackles, some of the some of the reads he's made, he looks genuinely excellent. And I yeah. think he might have he might have done well. I still think that Devin White should have gone first, which he did, but uh, and I was a bit unsure about Bush for similar reasons to what you found out about Jonathan Abram that he was a bit like yeah. a bit of an odd character, maybe a bit of a loose cannon, but he looks great. So I think that's a good pick. I know it's only preseason, but their defense looks 
unbelievable so far. Yeah. Like they just yeah, shut else, everyone yeah. down. Like they absolutely destroyed the Chiefs, and then yesterday they absolutely destroyed the Titans. I, I, the Steelers suddenly feel like a sneaky Super Bowl pick. I think like because, because their offense, defense or, more than yeah, their offense. because their defense looks like it's going to get really good, and they're always going to be decent on offense, right? Yeah. Without Brown, but yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Shed, do you want to add anything to the? Um, yeah, I I like this pick mainly because. It's a position I was also eyeing up, and obviously I pulled the trigger on White around earlier, and clearly I could have waited. <laughs> yeah, considering so, who you got next as well. Yeah. Because you got uh, Quine as well next. Quine after that, so... Interesting. And who do you have to as well? I have his first round pick, Debo Samuel. Debo. I think the surrounding wide receivers, there's no WR1. I think they're... In that Carl Shanahan offense, there's an easy route to becoming a valuable fantasy asset, and Debo doesn't have much in his way. Dante Pettis is their WR one, so to speak, but Debo yeah, could yeah. easily supplant that this year. And he's useless, and he Pettis. Well, he's not. He's pretty good, guys. He's pretty Pettis. You know, not out- pressing anyone at the moment, is he? Well, the hype has died down, certainly, but. That's only because Carl Shanahan is they're playing games to, of all the fantasy players. They're about to trade for Mike Evans But yes, well, Debo so. Samuel is my favourite pick, and that's nice. pretty, pretty much summed up before. I think Kittle doesn't really affect it that much. No. My, mine is Kelvin Harmon, who took it at the 4-8. Okay. So him and Hakeem Butler were like almost like the same player. Like they both Before the draft, they were like everyone had them in their top 10 dynasty players. And then they both plummeted in the draft, and that caused both of them to drop. Butler, not as much. But Harmon, from all everything I've read, he's he's really raw, and but he's got all the tools to be like an, a, a dominant that receiver, and he's at a team, Redskins, who could feasibly become the number one receiver. Well. They they des- they don't have one. They, you know, there's it's, there's definite opportunity. I think in the fourth round, it's a nice little player to get in the fourth round, Kelvin Harmon. Cool. Uh, Cheddars, I'll 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 nominate mine. My favorite pick of Cheddars is. Dwayne Haskins at the 7-9. So, me and Ches discussed this after the draft. There seemed to be a real hatred of drafting quarterbacks in our draft. Only took one with the second pick, and then only two more went in the whole draft. And that was me and Cheddar taking one in around 7 and 8. And I don't quite understand why, because some of the other players that went aren't exactly good. And there's a chance that players like Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins could become franchise quarterbacks to their teams. I mean, they went in the first rounds. We've seen recently... You don't have to be the one-one to be really good. I mean, Watson and Mahomes both killing it. And yeah, I think it's an exciting player to have as a stash. When you've got Patrick Mahomes as your number one quarterback, you're not looking to play anyone. So it's a nice little player to have on the bench. I think. What about you, Ollie? Yeah, I'd agree with what you said. I've got. I've not gone down that road. Road. I. I wasn't hugely high on Haskins or Daniel Jones and I was never going to draft a quarterback apart from maybe Sam Darnold in in our draft partly because of the bitter taste of the Giants taking Daniel Jones with the fucking sick pick but he looks good yeah, in looks, preseason yeah he looks so good I always rely on the preseason yeah. well you should for uh, I mean Eli just looks the same in preseason and regular season doesn't he <laughs> terribly no I think this is interesting I've gone for Devin White be- and it's even Mr. even better Mr. pick White. now because Ben's worried that he could have maybe taken him a bit later 
You thinking? But I, think, or, I don't think he thought he could. I think it's because he saw. You might have done. Although I would have taken Devon White at three oh five, and that's why I took Abram because you took my favourite uh, IDP player uh, available, and I decided to go with the next sort of top one I had for another position, mm-hmm. and yeah. So if you hadn't taken him at that point. You it wouldn't have come back, and you would have probably been yeah, Quan Alexander. Yeah, so who's still really good? Yeah, but you got the pairing. Yeah, so you've you've sold your linebacker position in the draft, which is very nice to do. And I think he was the best, the best uh, linebacker available. But he went like six people. When did he go? He went really high in the draft, didn't he? Oh yeah, I also have Devin White as my favourite pick there, (gasps) and that's from. IDP hater Gibbos. Yeah, yeah. You either hate Cheddar's draft or you, you really, really like Devin White. Well, no, I like I like Devin White. I mean, what's more, I mean, I'm disagreeing with Ollie there, really. Like, yeah. he was my top IDP player that I probably would have drafted in round ten if he hadn't gone. But <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. think he was ever going to make it to round. <laughs> he was 10. my second IDP player <laughs> after Nick Bosa. Yeah. Actually, well, I I, I needed DL more, so yeah. Mm. But yeah, it was very close between them two. Cool, and finally, Rich. Best pick, Cheddars, who you got for us? For Rich's best pick, I've gone with Irv Smith Jr. As have I. Anyone else? Well, I've gone with something different. Yeah, me too. Before Cheddars, I compliment really. It was tough to pick best pick. He had some really nice picks. Not as tough as it was to pick his worst pick. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, there was no real obvious worst pick. Very very good draft. It was. We're not on that section yet. Well, I I think think Rich is. Yeah, yeah. I think, well, I think Rich, I've said to Cheddars, I think this. For our, considering he's our two-time champion, yes, in, we've had two years. I think this is the strongest his team's looked leading into the season. Yeah, like, genuinely we're all sick of it, Rich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually a bit scary now. He might actually have a team worthy to win the championship, not just. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, go on, Cheddars. Why do you like Herb Smith so much? Um, similar to my like for, for Gibbo's Mark Andrews pick, it's just the value he got him for. Yeah, obviously with tight ends, you can't expect much straight away and he's behind um, Rudolph but yeah. long term he's yeah. a talented guy and getting him in the fifth round at the end of the fifth round is pretty yeah. good I mean he would have gone I mean I remember when we did our draft there was news that came out just that week that Rudolph had signed so that's why I definitely think he's dropped yeah, I still yeah, think it's yeah. great value where he's got yeah. you there. couldn't pick a more perfect person to get him than the guy who owns George Kittle and Carl Rudolph though yeah. it's like he's got the guy that he's going to be backing up that he's probably going to surpass at some point in the next three years yeah. and then you've got George Kittle who's <laughs> maybe the best dynasty Titan to have as well so yeah. it's all just bonus it's like any Titans that him and uh, Jason and Max pick it's all just nice bonuses when you've got mm. the, the guys that they've got yeah I agree. Yeah, Smith is a nice pick. But like I say, mainly, I, I give it mainly because it's just he's the players that he's already got. It's a nice player to have yeah. there as a young third choice Titans. Over you, Ollie. I had Taylor Rapp in round six. Good landing spot. Good young player. I had him sort of second, third, like or maybe level second with Bayard on my board because I thought he looked really good. Um, from some of some film that I watched because I was properly into my IDPs. <laughs> I'm going to compete yeah. with you, Tony. Um, I think getting him in that sixth round after I sort of started this off in the third round, picking the first one, I think. No, Stu, with his 
fifth pick, but in the second round, he took Bosa. No, no, no. Sorry, I meant for defensive DBs. backs. Oh, DBs. Rather than, sorry, rather than yeah, just I'm the IDPs overall. Okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, you know, there, was, there wasn't there was a lot of DBs that I thought were worth even picking up in the draft. I felt if you didn't get one of those three, then there was no point picking anyone else up. You yeah. just need to wait for the season and pick something, pick someone up off waivers who was playing well. Um, and so to be able to wait and get someone who potentially is startable this year and for a long so time. Is Taylor Rapp? I don't think he is. Yeah, he's yeah, a I, I think I think he's he's, he's a... going to be like he could be there. Maybe not by week one, but maybe by like. Oh, can you really see him seven. beating out John Johnson and Eric Weddle? I, I mean, with a unique name like John Johnson, obviously you're not beating yeah. him out. Yeah. <laughs> the, I mean, uh, he did play really well last year. I. I think incredibly well. <laughs> he'll they'll be a, they'll be in a rotation because they were definitely keen on getting him. They did pick Rapp in the second round. Yeah. They Third. did a high draft pick. Third round. I, I actually I, I disagree with Ollie on this one. I don't like this pick, and I'm sure I think Gibbo's with sort of with me that yeah. I just like you say. There's so like DBs are so diff, like it's hard to find studs, but there are so many serviceable guys, young rookies you can grab. Like to get a guy who's almost definitely not going to start probably shouldn't really start any point in the season because they've got two amazing guys right I mean John Johnson yeah. was incredible last year and Eric Weddle is a perennial all pro guy they just paid him they're getting Weddle in like I think yeah. in, he's Weddle a good, is old he's a good like Terry Rapp's yeah. like a good stash I think he's, he's a good yeah okay that's fair enough I've, I've read a few things where people thought that he could actually get onto mm. the team well if he does then no be amazing, right? Because but, he's beating these guys out. Yeah. One of the one of the strong years. things coming into the like the real draft that was being spoken about Taylor Rapp was that he never misses a tackle. Obviously, that's a bit hard, but <laughs> but, but basically, he comes out. He's a strong tackler, and that's the way you get points in IDPs. Yeah, is is their tackling numbers? That's the way you can guarantee their performance, like overall. Yeah, yeah. Is like the, their consistency in their tackling, and Taylor Rapp's supposed to be a really good. Weddle's obviously team. one year thing for them, right? I think they're, I think they're so. going for that Super Bowl, aren't they? They're in their window, they're desperate to do it. Yeah, they realised Sue wasn't the way to go, and so maybe yeah. it's their oh secondary and second the secondary for the Rams just got chewed up sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't, couldn't trust in uh, Marcus Peters sometimes mm. just. Top wide receivers made him look like a fool on, on, on certain <laughs> plays. Yeah. Who do you have then, Gibbo, as your favourite? Uh, my favourite for Rich is Miles Boykin. Boykin! Now, he's my, before, he's my least favourite. Interesting. He's one, before, before we. Before, Let's praise him now and we can get into yeah, why yeah, we yeah. And before, wouldn't praise and him. And before him. I even say why, like, like, it obviously benefits me, and I've said it before, I was going to yeah. actually give him a real reason, is he's picked up. The, possibly the WR one there. The yeah. the prototypical wide receiver is Miles Boykin, not Marquise Brown. Now Marquise Brown obviously went higher. He's got much higher draft capital behind him. But Miles Boykin also went in the third round, which isn't exactly a low pick. No. And he with Marquise Brown's injury, Miles Boykin's been having loads of the. He's yeah. been training loads of the ones and stuff like that. Yeah, I I think getting him in the fourth round there. For the possibility of him being the WR one yeah, yeah. to the Ravens, yes, I understand that they're not necessarily going to be throwing that much. Lamar Jackson hasn't looked great, but from uh, in terms of like throwing the ball, but from what I've heard is he's always had a really good deep ball going back to college, and he just wasn't confident enough in year one to throw deep. And Mars Boykin could easily help 
with that Crabtree yeah. last year is slow it's not good Miles Boykin draft wise was really really good and then yeah a, a bit of selfishness I managed to trade that pick to him so I got yeah, something out yeah, of it so I have a little a little side of bias there but outside of that I think yeah, I, yeah, the points I'm raising he might come up later but I, I agree like from what I've read he suits Lamar way better than Hollywood Brown does mm. like Marcus Brown has a really small catch radius apparently and for not Lamar's really inaccurate whereas uh, Miles Boykin is a big yeah. guy go get it so yeah yeah that's my that's no my I, I, I like the pick at the 403 but that's not the whole story is it but we'll come to that later thanks for listening to part 2 guys we'll be returning with part 3 soon where we'll be covering our least favourite picks of the uh, each person's draft, as well as our bold predictions for the season. Today I will wear my white button down I'm tired of wanting more I think I'm fine Oh,